Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, hello. It's been a while since I last recorded one of these episodes, so I thought it was time to give an update on the company now that we are six months in. As I've alluded to before, there have been lots of ups and downs in my journey so far, um, and I'm not going to lie, the last few months have been tough. Um, But it was never going to be easy and throw a pandemic into the mix and it's only natural that there are going to be some tough moments in the first year of a startup. So I've got lots to update you on, including the swift abandonment of a plan A, uh, some key learnings that I've taken on board and uh, a big new launch that we are planning. So if we go back to the beginning, my plan A was that we had two major names that we were going to work with uh, pretty early on. Both were planning to launch in October, November time originally. Uh, Both were going to be pretty big hits, which I'm pretty certain about. And, you know, there was going to be lots of PR value. And we had loads of plans to build upon what would have been very solid foundations. However, despite having the paperwork signed with one and being literally at the final stage with another, to cut a long story short, neither is happening. After months and months of delays and planning. Um, I won't go into the details of these because, you know, they are a bit sensitive, but as you can imagine, this is bitterly disappointing. In fact, on one of them, we were actually the ones to pull the plug on it, which I know seems crazy on the surface, but the more time went on, and as the marketplace shifted, uh, more on that later, the commercials that we had agreed months ago just became a lot less attractive to us, and uh, in the end, it was a deal that just didn't work for us, so uh, unfortunately, we had to walk away. That whole process was a difficult time. Um, you know, it was a really difficult decision to make in the first place, and there were some very awkward conversations. I knew I was letting people down personally, and uh, yeah, I've just felt awful about that. Um, but you know, I'm in absolutely no doubt that it was the correct decision to make. Um, in a way, I'm quite proud that I made those tough decisions, and you know, didn't duck my head in the sand with any of this. Uh, the easiest thing to do would have just been to go along with it, pl- plug ahead. And um, But as tough as it was, you know, and, and as awful as I felt, I am glad that I dealt with it pretty quickly. So that, I guess, can be put down to, you know, a, a good positive experience to come from a pretty negative situation. So plan A has pretty much been ripped up and thrown in the bin, quite frankly. Uh, Massively disappointing, obviously, but in a way, I'm glad that we now have closure on those two. You know, they've been hanging over me for months and have dominated pretty much every conversation we've had right from the very beginning of the company. So, you know, now that they're not happening, at least we can move on. Alongside those two big names, the plan was to have a few tier two shows, which we have launched a few of, and they've done all right, you know, but what I found is that um, it's a lot tougher to build an audience to the scale needed to be able to monetize than I thought. 
the market dynamics have shifted massively over the last six months too. There has been an explosion of new podcasts, as I'm sure you would have noticed if you are a podcast listener, which I assume that you are, given that you're listening to this. Um, the good news, I suppose, is that the number of people listening to podcasts has increased and I'm sure will continue to increase. Um, and also ad revenues continue to increase too, which is fantastic in the current climate. However, that demand from both listeners and advertisers has not increased anywhere near as much proportionately as the supply has with you know all that new content being created. Um, in fact, I saw a stat the other day that said that there had been a 180% increase in new podcasts, uh, but only a 15% increase in ad revenue. So, you know, whilst a 15% increase uh, in ad revenue during a pandemic is great, actually, um, but clearly there's now a big imbalance in the supply and demand dynamics in the marketplace. Um, this is a situation that I'm sure will, you know, definitely redress itself over the next nine to 12 months or so. But for now, it's just a bit of a crowded market. As a result, the notion of a headline sponsor, that's one brand to exclusively sponsor your podcast for the entire series, uh, it's just not as common as it once was, uh, especially for a new show launch. You know, brands are holding back a bit on big sponsorships, especially during the pandemic, which I guess is understandable. Um, and now there are thousands more podcasts to choose from. So uh, getting a brand up front is pretty unlikely. Uh, not impossible, um, but just quite rare. It's not the go-to. So uh, what is the go-to for most podcasters these days is to launch without a sponsor, build an audience, then based on your download levels, get the brands involved. Um, but again, you know, with so many podcasts out there in the marketplace, it's just a lot tougher to build that audience. So um, yeah, it's a bit of a tough market out there at the moment. So the main focus for us now is on the next big show we'll be launching, uh, which we're very excited about. Uh, we're working with a presenting team from A Question of Sports, so Sue Barker, Matt Dawson and Phil Tufnell on a new podcast that is independent from that TV show. Uh, the podcast is called The Ultimate Top Tens of Sport and they will be ranking the top 10 list of multiple different sporting topics. From things like uh, Champions League moments, Six Nations legends, FA Cup heroes to more generic topics like the biggest sporting mavericks or you know, the top 10 most fiercest rivalries in sports. Um, for those that don't know, A Question of Sport has been a leading show on the BBC for over 50 years now and it's been presented by Sue Barker for the last 25 of those. Uh, she's a former tennis player who's now one of the leading sports broadcasters in the UK. Uh, the team captains are former England Rugby World Cup winner Matt Dawson and former England cricket legend Phil Tufnell. Um, they're all leaving the show after 15 years working together so this podcast is the next project for them and you know it's a great coup for us to have these three together you know they're all very well liked in the UK marketplace um, so hopefully some of the audience from the TV show will follow them into this new project and into the podcast and I'm hoping that you know this is a classic example of the right talent matching the right content something that we constantly think about a lot um, you know largely due to a question of sports as a TV program they all have an extensive and broad knowledge across all sports and you know they've all achieved things at the highest level in their sports so you know they have that combination of the knowledge and the legitimacy about them in terms of their opinions and, you know not that their opinions is gospel and you know there's no right or wrong in these and you know hopefully that's part of the appeal with a podcast where you know, people will disagree with them and, and get involved in social media and, and you know, help grow the, the podcast that way. But crucially, you know, they already have that natural chemistry after so many years working together. 
uh, we've already recorded the first few episodes and uh, I'm delighted with how it's gone so far. So um, I don't think I quite realised how funny Phil Tufnell was. You know, some of his stories have been absolutely hilarious. So fingers crossed that's going to be a nice little success. Um, we're busy working on a promo video to market it. Uh, the first episode we release will be on the top 10 sporting goats. That's the greatest of all times for those of you not uh, in tune with your sporting terminology and lingo. Uh, not actual goats, in case you were wondering. Um, and ahead of that, we're getting a load of sports people to tell us who they think their goat is and, and putting together video montage as a bit of a promo. As you can imagine, there's a variety of answers we're getting back so far. So they tend to rotate around, you know, Muhammad Ali, Pele, Michael Jordan, Tiger Woods, Roger Federer. Um, so like I said, hopefully this will stir up some debate on social media and, you know, hopefully translate to people listening to the first episode. So uh, keep a lookout for that on social media. As I mentioned at the beginning, um, there have been many lessons learned in these first six months. My God, have there been some learnings. Um, I think I'm definitely going to do a separate episode specifically on those learnings, but the absolute key thing for us right now is to match the right talent with the right content. Like I mentioned earlier, that hopefully is what we've done with the Top 10s podcast. We've got loads of good concepts that we want to explore, but without the right talent, and uh, unfortunately here in the UK, that seems to mean a well-known name, it's very difficult to get noticed in the first place. So if you don't have a well-known name, it doesn't really matter how good the idea is or you know how well produced it is. Um, if nobody knows it exists and it just sits there in the vast library of Apple and Spotify, then you know it's not going to get the required level of listeners that you need to hit whatever goals you have. And obviously for us, it's a case of um, monetizing through ad revenue and sponsorships. Um, I've spoken before about the double-edged sword of talent. You know, the bigger the name, the more money they want. And what I've learned in the sporting world is that there's a bit of discrepancy in the expectation of what can be uh, earned from the podcast industry and the reality of what actually what can be earned uh, and I guess that's probably Spotify's fault to be fair in distorting the marketplace with you know big deals for you know Joe Rogan and the like um, also the bigger the name the more cooks in the kitchen you know agents lawyers it's uh, most definitely a complex world that I'm learning uh, very quickly about um, the other learning related to this is that whilst Social media following is definitely a key factor when talking to potential talent, um, you know, and social media in general is a key mechanism in the marketing and growth of a podcast. Uh, just having a big following on Instagram or Twitter does not guarantee a success. Um, there are just so many other factors to consider. Um, I mean, it is easy to get blinded by social media follower numbers sometimes, but yeah, I just have to remind myself a lot that it's just one factor of many others that we need to consider. From a business perspective, uh, we're beginning to explore some of the revenue streams as well. So trying to see if we can position ourselves as more of a production company where you know we get paid a flat fee for production only as opposed to, um, or, or rather in addition to, the full managed service for talent working on a rev share on ad revenue. Uh, we've proven that we can produce some great podcasts, but you know without that big name, it's very hard to build an audience like I mentioned. So uh, hopefully we can start to work with companies that want to create their own podcast and be used just as a production partner and a, and a consultant in the podcast, or I guess more broadly, the uh, digital audio space. And uh, from a personal perspective, the last few months have been bloody tough, to be honest. You know, lockdown, winter homeschooling, tough decisions, awkward conversations, things not quite going to plan. You know, it's all been a tad stressful, but I'm not complaining though. I'm, I'm remaining positive 
well, the kids are back in school, which is a big thumbs up. Uh, the sun is shining. And, uh, you know, when I look at all the conversations we're having, you know, with some very interesting people and across quite a diverse range of topics, I'm really excited for what's coming ahead. Um, plan B is now fully in swing and, you know, we're going to give it all we've got. Um, I'm going to aim to record these a bit more frequently now too, you know, now that the madness of the last couple of months is behind us. So, uh, yeah, keep an ear out for more updates for me. Thank you for listening to my startup journey and for all the support so far. Please subscribe, share and give us a nice little five-star rating and even a cheeky little review if you feel like it. Our next big release is the ultimate top tens of sport and that trailer is now live so please do check that out and give that a follow. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.